Stampede. Garner is at number 122, recorded 
If you want me to assure you that we can keep going the way we have, well, I won't do that for you. I can't guarantee anything. I won't tell you jokes to make you forget about what is happening to you or entertain you. No, I can't trick you into believing all you'll ever need is to keep consuming and life will get better for you. Or we will retain our power as a great nation by building our military. Or by our selling weapons around the world to improve the bottom line of our corporate profits. Why should I deceive you when you think all we have to do is keep doing what we've been doing for the last 50 years and we'll come out on top? That winning is everything for us. But guess what? We aren't winning anything. And if you think greed and deceit will manage to get you where you want to be, all you have to do is look around and see if contentment and well-being are in your life. And I don't mean contentment by watching an electronic screen for eight hours a day. That's part of the deception to make you think what you see will make you feel better. Or what's worse, that it's nothing more than to make you think a certain way. A way that isn't really a part of you, but only a way to keep control of you. And why shouldn't you be manipulated, subliminally made to be a tool to keep the system working? Or why should you be allowed to be anything other than what the artificial world wants you to be? You're to be watched, spied upon, and listened to, making sure you stay in line so the people at the top stay at the top. The truth of the matter is, you aren't allowed to think for yourself. Only allowing the propagandists to tell you what they want you to believe.
And why should people feel they're being watched, surveilled, closely monitored, or followed? The government has to know what the people are thinking, that if an insurrection was coming against the people at the top, that even our own military has to be watched, that in their own ranks there are people who have taken an oath to the Constitution who believe the rules have been broken, that we really aren't a free people, that even our own military has been used to fight for something that is corrupted. Politicians told them they had to protect our country, but the truth of the matter was the people were being used, manipulated to keep an unhealthy system of greed and deceit from crumbling, that the inflation was coming from our own waste and selfishness, that the politicians had demanded that the people consume more to help support our economic system that just needed more phony money being printed, no matter our own government's debt. That creating more debt was the solution to ending our historically unmanageable debt. Why should our military be used to fight a civil war in the streets of this country when the people who are in control are getting wealthy selling weapons around the world telling us it made us safer? Our military were fighting wars to keep the bottom line of profits growing for the corporations sending our soldiers to fight in distant lands for something they didn't understand. So why should they now fight in the streets, in the mountains, in the forests, against our own people in our own country? The oath of defending enemies, both foreign and domestic, had been violated by corrupt politicians who only wanted to preserve their own careers. Politicians who didn't work for the people, but for the powerful corporations that had installed them in power and guaranteed them their continued place in power.
in this country, a second civil war isn't out of the question. The people are armed, and everybody knows it. It's estimated that 393 million guns are in the hands of Americans. That's a gun for every man, woman, and child in this country. And that doesn't include the weapons under the control of the police and various law enforcement agencies in this country. Of course, what our military controls is almost unmeasurable. Our ships, aircraft, make us one of the largest armed countries in the world. I don't know what the size of the military is in North Korea, Iran, the Federation of Russia, China, or for that matter, NATO's military resources. But I think it's safe to say we aren't the only ones prepared for armed conflicts. In fact, at any time, a miscalculation, an accident, an economic collapse leading to a vulnerability could open the door to long-lasting military conflicts. The truth of the matter is, a state of war has existed in the Middle East now, not for years, but for generations. And the reasons are many. An armed insurrection in this country is a possibility, but its success is unlikely. However, what could result from an attempted insurrection by the people could result in a suspension of the Constitution and a military coup led by generals instituting military rule. Let's not kid ourselves. The giant corporations control who is to be elected to represent the people. But if the politicians fail in their responsibilities to preserve law and order in this country, a new and convincing part of our government will take control. And they will be our military. And they may be forced not only with domestic threats, but foreign as well.
Wanting more, especially if it's expected of everyone, can cause anxiety. It can make you want more. More of this and more of that. There's no end to when you want more, especially if you don't have more than your next-door neighbor. Envy starts creeping into your life, and then you start distrusting when the things you've been striving for aren't really what you need. You really didn't need that. In truth, you must have this, and then the this turns out to be less than all of what you thought you needed. A sense of alienation sets in, and you start to see the uselessness of it all. All the wanting was coming from somewhere, and who made you want more? Well, the economic system of consumerism taught you to want more, and that it was good for you. It not only taught you, it demanded you get more. And how you did it didn't matter. Things were working swimmingly till you realized the money you were using wasn't quite good enough. That a $30,000 house quickly became $75,000. And then it was 150000 And then quickly became 300000 And started to turn up to 700000 which was increased to a million five. But don't worry, with a little renovation, you can turn it into $3 million with a guarantee of selling it in a month. Consuming was fun, and it made you think you were doing something good. At least, that's what the government wanted. The higher the price, the more the tax revenue for the government. And if the federal government was getting more revenue, they needed new ways to spend it. So what if some people didn't catch on? and left behind on the spending cycle of booms and busts. They were the unfit, the homeless filled with mentally ill and drug addicts. But our politicians could go in front of the cameras and say, we were the greatest nation on earth.
so what if the propagandists working for the politicians are installed by powerful corporations? So what if they aren't always telling the truth? What's the difference just because they slant the truth and outright lied to the people? Everybody and everything is getting better. The stocks on Wall Street keep rising. The government just keeps running up deficits because it can print as much money as it likes. So what if our ex-generals and politicians work on the boards of defense contractors and corporations, getting rich, convincing members of the Congress to spend billions on military weapons because it secures America's safe future. After all, selling weapons around the world helps the stock market. And yes, then they go in front of the cameras and say they're making the American people great. Yeah. The untruths just keep coming. We were supposed to be the most advanced nation on earth, but when COVID-19 hit around the world, we had more deaths than the countries of India and Brazil. And India had a population of a billion people, with many living in outright poverty. But they had less deaths from COVID-19 than the United States. But that didn't stop our politicians from going in front of the cameras to tell the American people we're the most powerful country in the world. Because we left behind an estimated $80 billion of military hardware in Afghanistan. And by the way, the entire annual defense budget for the Russian Federation is $60 billion. Let's not forget, when we evacuated, we had spent a trillion dollars over those 20 years. Oh yeah, some ex-generals and politicians got rich in those years. But let me assure you, the propagandists who work on the television networks won't talk about that because they get in front of the cameras guaranteeing the American people we've got everything under control. And they bring those ex-generals in front of the cameras to tell us so. You don't really think we're going to keep cruising along the way we've been going? Do you? Because I've got a surprise for you. You've been tricked and deceived, and you're going to take the fall for their mistakes.
This week on Garner Isn't You First Heard, We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner from the 1985 movie Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Then a piece by Danny Elfman from the 2008 movie Wanted, Welcome to the Fraternity, followed by the Wolf theme, composed by Ennio Morricone for the 1994 movie Wolf. Then more music by Danny Elfman, this time for the movie Midnight Run, Walsh Gets the Duke, and Elfman again for the movie Psycho, the finale. And finally a repeat with a cut from We Don't Need Another Hero, Tina Turner, with saxophone by Tim Capella. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.